It's time for the Showtime and Timberwolves Show with your hosts, Paladino Joey and the People's Champ, Vince Germano. That is not Shaquille O'Neal. That is my good friend all the way in Golden Valley, Minnesota, Joey Awajan. And yes, you have tuned into, after a bit of a spell, Showtime and Timberwolves show. Joey, how you doing, buddy? Very good. I'm ready to rock and roll. How are you today? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm struggling a bit, I've got to admit. Slight, uh, <laughs> yeah. slight hangover, a bit seedy. <gasps> Uh-oh. It sounds like, uh, what's his name again? Now I'm blanking. Now look at me. Keelan King. <laughs> sounds like Keelan King. Sounds like Tristan Mayer. Yep, uh, I'm hungover today. No. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, nah, no, nah, I had a bit of a trivia night last night, and um, yeah, it got out of hand a bit. But, uh, <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's all good. But uh, So today, look, I'm going to have to hit you with the most important question of the day is, uh, what beer are you drinking? Well, here it is. It is... 8-Bit from Tallgrass. You could kind of call it the franchise beer of Showtime and T-Wolves. Oh, Tallgrass. Thank you so much. The, uh, I'll, I will give an update. The sponsor is official, 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 official. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to be meeting up with uh, Tim Olsen in, uh, in, in Minneapolis on Tuesday. This thing is uh, 100% official now. So thank you so Fantastic. much, Tallgrass. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So I uh, just hit him up for my slab of 8-Bit. Uh, I really, yeah, I would love to. <laughs> you got to get some. I'll, I'll, I will get some scent, yes. Nah, that's all right, that's all right. I'll Don't just, do it, we'll, Joe. I'm, uh, look, I've got to say, yeah, thanks to Tallgrass. It's, uh, it's really awesome because we're only a, a young podcast, so mm-hmm. to speak. Very. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and ultimately the 8-bit, that is just the best one, too. It's the pale ale. If you can see Pac-Man licking his chops here in the, <laughs> well, we'll call it the central time zone in the United States is where... Tall grass is mostly, except for Louisiana, oh, gone it. No. <laughs> but um, yeah, mostly the central time zone areas, you could say, but I'm sure it will bleed east and west in the coming, you know, weeks, months, years, all that good stuff. So, but yeah, tall grass, pale ale, Ethos, IPA for some more hops, all that good stuff. So, really want to thank Barb and Tim for helping this uh, be possible. Absolutely, and we should also mention that uh, you can find us on thesportstuff.com, so head over there and uh, check, check thesportstuff.com out. Now, Joey, mm-hmm. you've had a pretty, uh, you, or you and the T-Wolves have had a pretty, uh, it's been a strange week. It has. At least. Yeah, uh, 
it's like, okay, sure. Now, now you play good. Sure. Now we, now we start picking everyone's butt and stomping people into the ground. I mean, you beat, who did we beat? We beat like Miami the other, just, just like last week we beat, we finally beat the Houston Rockets. I like, we actually beat the Rockets. Oh, and by the way, uh, is it too early to even say what, what took place in that one? <laughs> oh my goodness. I got guy guy for it. Too soon? Too soon? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's a Hank McCoyism. Uh, courtside podcast? Yes. Um, urge everyone to check that out. Yes, yes, absolutely encourage it. You'll be hearing um, you'll be hearing Vince Germano on that one as well. Uh, but Jiminy Christmas, <laughs> Corey Brewer had 51 points. My goodness, was that Corey LeBron or was it? Uh, I don't even know who to compare him to right now, but I mean, that's, what the hell? That's Kobe Brewer. Kobe Brewer, yes, that's probably a better one because the way he's <laughs> flying down that court, dunking on people, hit a few threes in that game. Ladies and gentlemen, Corey Brewer scored fifty-one points. Did you think it was possible? I never thought in my wildest dreams that Corey Brewer would drop fifty-one. <laughs> fifty-one points. Oh, uh, by... mm-hmm. now nah, go ahead. Sorry, it's your, it's your, it's your team. You go for it. And by the way, uh, Kevin Love didn't play in that game either. Or did Shabazz, or did uh, uh, Pekovic. Nope. So, yeah, 51 points for Corey, I guess. Uh, Captain Corey. I, I, when I when I just uh, checked the box scores, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I, I just saw on Twitter that uh, Corey Brewer was trending, and I'm like, oh, i got to check this out. What's going on? <laughs> Look, to, uh, yeah. in, in our rundown, in our rundown here, and thanks for just going down to this one, Joey. But, uh, What's that? I've, I've put home, go home, Corey Brewer. You're drunk. Yeah. What the hell did he smoke or drink before that game? That, that even without Love playing, I know there's going to be extra shots, but to score fifty-one, you, I mm-hmm. can't believe it. I might have to draft him on my two K side. I think it sure looks like it. I mean it. Yeah, like exactly. It's exactly like you said. Yes, loves out and all that good stuff. But usually, you'd see Corey Brewer maybe fourteen, fifteen. Oh man, nineteen points. Yeah, not 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 bad. You know, he turns those in frequently. But this is Tony Delk. You know, they mean the fifty point game with the was it? I keep getting mixed. I think he was on the Suns. I know he's been on the Suns and the Kings, Sacramento Kings. But yeah, I think it was Suns. Yeah, I mean. It's crazy. Uh, this one, in a way, I, I think Corey Brewer is actually going to have a better career than Tony Delk. But you know, Delk is known for like uh, getting in, getting on hot streaks on occasion. But Corey Brewer, good, good lord, very cool. And obviously, Houston has had the Wolves number ever since a certain uh, very tall head coach slash former general manager, pres- vice president of basketball operations, took over that team. They they had been undefeated against the Wolves, and uh, I guess no more. No, and and I've got to say, Corey Brewer, uh, he has got a little bit of history uh, doing this. I think earlier in the season when you guys were like seven and two, I think Kevin Martin didn't play. Yeah, and he, I think he dropped thirty odd. He did have on a, the Cavs. That does sound about right. He did have a really, really, really good game along the way there. Yeah, he's and, and he's had a few that are like in the twenties and such. You know that are. They're they're not too foreign to him, but again, you know, obviously it's something like this off the charts. Uh, I may have to start digging for that one now, just out of curiosity. But, <laughs> but Phil, Phil, mm-hmm. fill me in. Like, how, how did he score his points? Was it all? Was you know, was he on fast breaks? Was he posting up? Was he just getting open shots? Was Rubio setting him up? Or 
Uh, lots of fast breaks, and it was kind of the old, you know, you could shoot the ball into the ocean type of night. You know what I mean? It just shots were going in. Um, he hit some threes, but it wasn't like, you know, he wasn't like uh, like Chandler Parsons or anything, like five of six or something, you know, how he can go sometimes. He wasn't like that, but he hit a few. Um, two of six, to be exact. So that wasn't exactly his sweet spot. He was getting to the line. Uh, yeah, he was catching a lot of touchdowns. He would have uh, definitely had some uh, <laughs> Jerry Rice numbers in this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 19 of 30, very high field goal percentage. Uh, yep. six, six steals, too. Now, well, you know what? Good on Corey Brewer because uh, yeah. I've, yep. I've, said to, I've said to you in the past, he's when he left Minnesota, he dropped a ton of weight. He looks a lot more leaner. <laughs> he's clearly been working on his game. So uh, it's just, you know, more proof that hard work. Does pay off? Once in a while, yes. It, it better, right? <laughs> You'd hope so, especially when you're in the NBA. Yeah, it better. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, uh, that was still, I'm still amazed that, he, that he, he'd, he'd done that. Mm-hmm. Now, Lakers week is pretty much uh, uneventful. Mm. Uh, were we putting on all-star games in the Staples Center, Joey? I mean, because we're giving up 140 here, 130 there. Yeah, hmm. outstanding staff by Dan Tony and and the and the crew down there. Talk about dead man walking, huh? Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'll get into him a bit more, funnily enough, a bit later on. But uh, yeah, oh my, you know, yep. more injuries. We lost Baysmore mm. to well, I think a torn tendon in his foot, so he's having mm. surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just a hospital down there. It's just it's hard to watch. It's you know, if it wasn't for, you know, I enjoy watching Kendall Marshall and, and guys like that. And Jordan Hill, I love Jordan Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So I can't wait till it's over. And we're just hoping now that the, the Boston can win a couple more games, uh, Utah can win a couple more games, so we mm-hmm. at least finish below them. Yeah, get that's a couple more seven. balls. Sorry. That's it. Yeah, no, I want a couple more of those ping pong balls. Because I tell you what, I've got me on Julian, uh, Julian, Julius Randall. I think I'm, I think I'm set on on Randall coming to LA. Oh. Then yeah, we'll he... trade, then we'll trade him for Kevin Love. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I suppose. I mean, he uh, well, we'd we'd get a new good power forward, I guess. But yeah, the way things are going with the the whole Love situation, I guess that's another ongoing saga. We'll we'll come back to that. But yeah, Randall, what a what a nice tournament he had. Indeed, um, they didn't they didn't exactly play too good against UConn, kind of like the. Yeah, let's just say the Gopher hockey team tonight was a lot like uh, UConn, and uh, or excuse me, I, I wish they were a lot like <laughs> Kentucky. Lots of nice future stars, or maybe not stars, but blue chip potential players going to the NHL. And then, uh, well, huh, Union was kind of like UConn, I guess. Uh, they just tore us up, and we lost the national championship game. So, yeah, be 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 happy that I'm here, right, guys? No, <laughs> no, hey, I'm Joey. Joey is a bit grumpy today. Yes. He's uh, yes. he's a bit disillusioned with with Minnesota sports. You know, he's Ugh. he's hungry for a chip of any kind. <sighs> so uh, I had to I had to just pep him up a bit to get him on. He was he was <laughs> nearly nearly just about to turn in. And and I gotta tell you though, one thing like I was saying this off air, but gotta gotta let you out there know that uh, this show is one hell of a good medicine to make me feel better. So I was actually like thrilled about the idea to do the show. It's like. Thank God, you know, <laughs> something, it's just fun, you know, it's fun. And I appreciate, appreciate your company and uh, thank you all so much. Yes. Well, speaking of God, 
Mm-hmm. Well, he's not quite a god, but he's nearly oh. a god to me. Uh, oh. Nick Young. Nick Young. Ah, Nick Young. <laughs> Just playing great. Mm-hmm. And uh, proved a lot of doubters wrong this year. Is he perfect out there? No. But uh, I've just got one question. I, I want him to stay. If you re-sign Nick Young, how much are we paying him? Because he, he wants to stay. He came out yesterday and said, you know, I, I want to stay in LA. I've, I've loved it here. Mm-hmm. What's he worth a year? Because he's only getting about a million this year. Wow. Man. You know, he is really good. I mean, he is really damn good. I mean, at minimum, like a full... Just from my just just you know gun to my head right out of the gate here, at least a full salary cap exception. Now that I mean you know, and it could go either way from there, but at least I mean he's averaging almost eighteen points a game off the bench. I mean he he really is a nice nice find for you guys. Yeah, well Mitch Mitch done it again with that one, but yeah, I was thinking around the five yeah maybe six mil mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's about the uh, salary cap exception. Yeah. Right about there. Yeah, right about there. Five, five and a half, right? Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And the thing, great thing about Nick Young is he doesn't want to start. Hmm. Does not want to start. He's, hmm. he's, he's little, his role is coming off the bench. He loves it. He excels at it. We've got to keep this guy. I mean, you, you know how important it is to have a good bench. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, extremely important. <laughs> it's one of the reasons we're not in the playoffs right now. And... That's a really good attitude for him because when you consider obviously the Lakers the way they don't uh, they don't rebuild they reload, <laughs> right? So, yeah, well, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean. So there it is. Is that yep? Bloody oath. Yep. So it's like you rebuild and then you have him as an addition to like a new core piece. Is it Julian Randall? Is it um, God knows who? You know, is it Pujabari Parker? Is it Wiggins? I don't know if you want, uh, if we're talking about NCAA tournament or anything, the way he played, all two points he scored in the game, they got eliminated. But still, you know, grand, big, big picture, if he ends up being like a starting small forward in the NBA, Nick Young, um, you know, yeah, Nick Young being the super six man like that, hell yeah, you know, playoffs time soon, sooner than later for the Lakers someday with the right coach. Uh, absolutely agree with you there, brother. But uh, yeah. yeah, look, just I implore Mitch and Jim and Jeannie, whoever's running things down there, just keep Nick Young for for, for God's sake. Now, another thing that slightly annoyed me. Yes. The uh, the Lakers may wait until till the draft to decide Coach D'Antoni's future. Oh. Seriously, I don't see the point of that. That's too long. Yeah. Soon as the season's over, you you fire him. Yeah, you give him the sack, the lemon and sars. You're out of here. You get in Hollands. You draft. You've got the, they've, they've got the guys they're looking at clearly in the draft. The thing that sucks right now is we don't know what pick we're getting. But surely you can get in a guy like Hollands and start working from there as soon as the season's over. It is not working with Coach D'Antoni. No, <laughs> he, he's got that many flaws. He can't. He does, he's not a great communicator. Just ask Chris Kamen. The uh, for a guy who says, I remember in his freaking press conference when he was hired, <laughs> uh, "We'll be playing D." Oh no, I'm not worried about fans thinking we don't play D. This team hasn't improved one ounce playing D. 
the only thing he's got going for him is he can run an offense, but that's it. But that doesn't win your championships. Defense does. Yeah. I'm just, I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I'm trying not to boil over here because if we, <laughs> see, you're, you're flabbergasted as well. Yeah, yeah I'm getting so, shaky, right? <laughs> if, if we go through another season with this peanut, I, I just can't handle it. I mean, with, we get a guy like Collins, like I was saying to Hank, on the courtside podcast. Uh, yes, Hollands will give us an identity. And I've said that to you as well. If you guys get Hollands, he will give you that identity. He will get you playing tough D. He will get you to sit guys on their ass if they come into the lane. He knows how to use post guys. Look what he did for Rand- uh, Randolph. Oh, amen. Hmm. Um, he's respected. I don't reckon there's a lot of guys in that Lakers roster that respect Mike D'Antoni right now. Probably none. I mean, uh, there was a time that Kobe did long ago in a galaxy far away, but or at least overseas, maybe not quite the galaxy far away, but uh, that was then, this is now, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's it didn't work in New York either, that's for damn sure. L.A., even worse, it's... Uh, it's all a matter of it's all a matter of when rather than if, especially for well, yeah, for both of these franchises, we will both have a new coach soon, hopefully sooner than later. I mean, winning to the draft, oh my, I, that's not something I endorse. Especially you, we want to have an identity to your team. You want to be able to draft the players that fit the coach, and I know that's not always the best way to approach things, but uh, sometimes, sometimes you, you know, you know, you don't want to take like a polar opposite of the coach either because. Well, look at the Wolves did with Johnny Flynn and uh, taking him and then hiring Kurt Rambis in uh, August. Like, really? We're going to wait till August? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep, that was the beginning of the end, the beginning of the third end for the Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I just keep thinking, what if we get pick five? Yeah. And Randall's still on the table. I guarantee you Mitchell, Mitchell take him. Because we're going to lose Pau Gasol because he doesn't want to stick around. And I don't blame him. But can you imagine D'Antoni coaching Randall? He'll turn him, instead of being a back-to-the-basket player, he'll turn him into a a jump-shooting patsy. Wouldn't that be terrible? No. It's just a nightmare. It's just will will happen if D'Antoni stays. Yeah, that that would be a true crime. No. If he does stay, I hope we can get someone like a Dante Exum or something, a point guard or a Marcus Smart, because he seems to have success with those kind of guys. Mm-hmm. Yep, and as the draft gets closer and closer, it's like we get to pull up the mock drafts on occasion here. Uh, draft Express right now has the Lakers taking Marcus Smart uh, sixth overall. Ooh, I'm going to handle that. Yeah, there you go. Oklahoma State. Uh, Randall going fourth to the Jazz. Dante Exum going to Celtics at five. Ooh, if, gets, if that happens, he's, he, uh, Rondo's gone. Yeah, that could be an issue. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like you wonder if they if they weigh that in or what when they put make these mock drafts. But mm, I, and I I wouldn't be surprised if Rondo's gone. They keep. It seems like whenever there's smoke, there's fire. When there's whenever there's like seven billion rumors about a, about a guy, eventually he's gone. Even if it takes three years for it to happen, <laughs> you know, which happens a lot. Yep. Yep. Well. We've, I think we'll skip over Corey Brewer. We covered him. Uh, we covered him just earlier. Who? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The old Brew Crew dropping a, f- a cool fifty. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, yeah. Now, now, Joey, this, this, mm-hmm. this, this next subject. It's 
Well, well it's, it's the Gorgie Ding subject of uh, he's playing great. There's no, let's not uh, pussyfoot around, but there's some mm-hmm. certain flogs on Twitter, am I, am I correct, that, that said that uh, <laughs> Ding's an energy guy. That's the only reason why he can get 10 rebounds here and there or fifth, whatever it was they said, you know. And, like, well, I'm sorry, but once again, Gorgie's come up with the good with the rebounds. So, yes. Another, man, mm-hmm. if anyone can't see that Gorgie has rebounding talent, Talent, desire, then just stop watching the NBA because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, another 20-rebound game, and interestingly enough, it happened to be the same team again. Uh, Not a coincidence. If you can get 20 rebounds, that's a hell of a lot of energy. I mean, he must have drank, like, 17 energy drinks by now. I mean, (laughs) this young man, Gorgie Zhang, is the fastest learner you, you will meet. I mean, it is unbelievable. Like they say... I've said this before in the past. Uh, it, it was like five years ago, back back around draft time, like five years ago he first started playing basketball. He's starting for a national championship team, taking 21st overall in the draft. Oh, and by the way, now he's actually looking pretty good in the NBA too. Um, sure, there's some energy, but there's a lot of intelligence to go along with the energy. The positioning to get the rebounds <laughs> And, um, well, the the peace of mind that this young man has, too. He made some awkward little plays early on, but it's like, oh, big deal. When people were talking about that, like, you got to take him out. He, he was just kind of throwing a, he was trying to throw a, uh, what do they call it, outlet pass, and they were thinking he was shooting the ball. It's like, no, he wasn't shooting the ball. Okay, Shaq and the fool this, you know, but... This guy brings a lot of intelligence to the game in so many ways. He hit a game-winning shot against the Rockets as well. Um, right place, right time, but hey, you know what? He he got the rebound, and he got to the right place at the right time. That's the, that's the key with this guy. And he's got as quick of feet as I've seen in a long time. I mean, Marcus, the forecaster, mentioned this a while ago, and then I'm watching it closer at times as well. The way he could just chase down players to block their shot, it's insane. This, this guy has some quick feet, and that also helps with the rebounding. Mate, I agree with everything you said there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am loving this kid. Uh, he is one of the guys now on my list that when I when I go to the ESPN app, uh, yeah. I always got to see what Gorgie's done for the night. But mm-hmm. I want to sort of uh, merge this topic in the next one. Uh, oh, the Bulls yes. not making a big trade yet. They're going to seek some help for this for this roster. Now, this might shock you because uh, and. Uh, and some other Wolves fans out there, because uh, I know you're a fan of Peck. Mm-hmm. From what I'm seeing of Dang, it is now time to trade Pekovic. You laid down the hammer, didn't you? Well. And I'm saying you package Peck with your first round pick, you try and move up in the draft. Get yourself a small forward. Imagine if you guys land yourself a Jabari Parker by trading Peck and your first round pick up. Because Gorgie's made, I don't want to say he's made Peck expendable, but he sort of has in a way. Like, you're seeing what you're going to get from Gorgie. He's only going to improve. I have no, there is no doubt he's going to even improve more next season. Surely that's got to be done now. Peck, trade, gone. 
I mean, at minimum, yeah, dead minimum, it's a great problem to have because centers are a they're a hot commodity in the NBA in terms of I won't even say hot; they're a rare commodity. That's a better way to say it. Um, there's not a lot of good centers in the NBA, and there haven't been really for a long, long time. There's a lot of teams that would love to have an offensive force like a Pekovic along the way. So it's like you 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 can get pieces in return, be it trading up in the draft. Obviously, now you have to match salaries, so that could make things interesting as well. Possibly you could land a uh, Aaron Afalo, somebody like that. Obviously, Orlando's already pretty set at center with another Nicola over there, which I think he's I think he's even better for crying out loud. He's got a hell of a future, but well, there's three team trades you can do as well. Um, shooting guard, uh, yes. Well, I was just thinking, what what pick have you guys got? Like, is it pick? It's pick ten or something like that. Is it or I roundabouts? Think- I think we're more in like the 13, 14 range right now. Yeah, because uh, we're, yeah, well, yeah, 13th. We would be 13th right now. Luckily, Phoenix is 14th. Whew. <laughs> boy, the <laughs> conspiracy theory right there. Oh, boy, conspiracy alert. Actually, they're 17th. Pardon me. That That's another draft pick they have. It's, yeah, it's kind of confusing. It's going to drive me crazy. But, um, yeah, this is an opportunity to fill needs. So this, uh this whole thought about uh, not making any big moves in the off season. I don't know if I'm jumping the gun here too quick, but no, no, you're right, mate. Go uh, for it. No, you're right. Go for it. It's exactly, it's yeah. exactly what I'm, I'm. You know, merge. We'll merge the two topics. I, I, mm-hmm. I just, I sense like you're a bit. Yeah, you'd be a bit hesitant to to pull the trade on a peck deal yet. I'm not. I'm actually not hesitant on it. No, I mean this is an opportunity to make a. This is a huge opportunity. To make to make a big move, it is. I, I mean, see, jump on it if if there's the right pieces, jump on it. Yes. Are you telling me the Celtics would be interested in your first round pick in Pekovic? Oh, I'm tipping they would be. I'm not saying yeah. you know you're going to get a number one pick for him if they get it or anything like that. But if they've got like a pick six or seven up their sleeve and you offer him Peck in your first round pick, I think I think Ainge would go for that. Yeah, um, if there's the you know if there's the player that, that the Timberwolves want, there is it be it Exum, Julius Randle, but then again that depends on love, so I don't know if I'll go there. But somehow Jabari Parker slips, something like that. Um, you never know. Exum, I suppose. Yes, <laughs> uh, I'm not hesitant on it. No, because obviously the injury thing. Look. Look at the injury bug. You know, okay, he was playing for so many games for a while. I was like, hey, you know, maybe he's going to make good on that prediction of uh, I'm going to play 82 games. It, no, it didn't happen. It never is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only problem is the the secret's out on that, but then again, it never was a secret. So No, nah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the fact continues, we'll say, instead about that he's probably never going to play 82 games in a regular season. Um I do think he could be a tradable commodity. Just the hope and prayer is that people don't look at him negatively because of the uh, injury history. Yeah, look, I, I I know Flip really likes Peck, but yeah, uh, I just think Dan Dan gives you more rim protection. Like you know, you, you've said that in the past as well. I think he's he's a better rebounder. Well, and if he's not already, he's going to be. I'll just do it. I, I, yeah. You've got an asset there that will bring you in quality. Mm-hmm. I just think um, you've just got to get it done. Yeah, you have that. You have the defensive center that's uh, 
actually capable of scoring as well and, and <clears throat> has a little energy. Oh, say sorry. <laughs> yeah, he does have, well, he has more energy than Pekovic. That's good. There's nothing yeah. wrong with energy or anything, but I mean, like I'm teasing, <laughs> gonna tease to that like all day. All oh, I'm gonna tease to that for the next year, I think. But um, <laughs> I mean, the mobility, like, look at the mobility difference between yeah. Pekovic and Gordy Zhang. I mean, let's just yeah, say it's not, he, uh, it's night and day, isn't it? Yeah, like it's, let's just mm-hmm, yeah, it's night and day. Like let's just compare them to like some character in a role playing game. Okay, as goofy as this may sound, uh, agility level for Pakovic, let's say it's like 25. Gorgie's is like 98. I mean, he is an agile son of a gun. And, and I've got to add, Gorgie, from what I've seen of Gorgie, he, if he gets the ball down low and he can't get the shot he wants, he will find someone, whereas Peck will just sort oh. of like force it up and try and bullock his way, which, you know, mm-hmm. that's okay. He's a big, strong lad, but... Yeah. It's not always the best option. Yeah, absolutely. And also the other thing, too, I mean, I could count on, I mean, it just, so many missed layups. God, God, sometimes he misses (laughs) so many layups. You hear me? Like, come on, man. So, um, yeah, the length, the agility, rebound. He's he's a better rebounder than Pekovic, even though Pekovic does rack him up when Love is out. But Gorgie actually takes rebounds away from Kevin Love, who is actually a top two rebounder in the league. So, the top five rebounder argument is looking pretty strong there if he's out rebounding Kevin Love. It's looking good, brother. It's looking good. <laughs> so with mm-hmm. with that, T-Wolves fans, we'll, we'll let you ponder that while we uh, uh-huh. take a break and, and Joey goes and uh, has a refill of his 8-bit from Tallgrass. 8-bit. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Too busy to sit in front of a computer? Simply search for and download Showtime and Timberwolves on iTunes for Apple devices. For Android, find us on the Double Twist app. And for Windows and Blackberry, search for us in the store icon. And now, back to Paladino Joey and Vince Germano. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Showtime and T-Wolves. Follow us on Twitter at Showtime T-Wolves and at Finrock44. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Now back to Paladino and Vinrock. And we are back with uh, Grumpy Joey all the way in Minnesota over there. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Uh, he's a bit grumpy. No, no championships for Joey. He's a bit, he's a bit grumpy, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll press. We'll press on. Uh, now we're up. We we your retro player of the week. Do you want me to go first, Joey, or do you want to? Do you want to hit me with yours? Um, I will. I'll I'll, I'll start mine since like it seems like the yeah. Usually the 
whoever is not hosting starts first. So, <laughs> uh, for me, the retro Timberwolf goes way back to the beginning, and I always like to keep things related to how things are going on with the current Timberwolves during the last week, or in this case, two weeks. So, again, we do apologize and uh, do wish uh, Vince's daughter a speedy recovery. Oh, she's uh, she's oh, she's back uh, causing trouble, mate. But thanks, thanks very much for that. Oh, good. Very cool to hear that. Yeah. So, yep. So, yeah, we're, we're uh, waiting for her to heal up there, not feeling so hot. So, um, but this goes back to the beginning and Corey Brewer's ridiculously uh, awesome 51 point effort. He was a small forward, so it's even related, same position. And <laughs> a guy that held the single game record for the Timberwolves for a long time. Number 19, Tony Campbell. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to the Timberwolves, right? No, I, I wish. He had a 44, uh, a career-high 44 points, and he had 14 rebounds also February 2nd against Boston. So Kevin McHale and Danny Ainge, those, well, actually Ainge wasn't there anymore, but Kevin McHale was still there, 89-90 season. This had to be February 2nd, 1990. 44 points for Tony Campbell. Uh, averaged 23 points a game that year with the Timberwolves. Unbelievable uh, season. Starting things out for the Wolves, ultimately he was just too doggone good and helped get, uh, later on, helped get the first Timberwolves coach fired, unfortunately, Bill Musselman, because they were too good, according to some people, because they want to get a higher draft pick. Kind of funny. <laughs> it's like, sure, teams don't tank. <laughs> but no, I mean, what a score. Wonderful player for the Wolves for a couple of years here. Three-year period, but unfortunately numbers declined slowly but surely in a three-year period. Went to the New York Knicks. Played in the NBA Finals, the Conference Finals against Chicago. All that good stuff. He was against the uh, Houston Rockets in that series. Actually, no, he wasn't. He went, got traded to Dallas, and then later on ended up retiring at only 32. That's unfortunate, but um, hell of a score in the early days of the T-Wolves. Yeah, I remember watching Tony Campbell for uh, play for the T-Wolves. I think he played with um, uh, Luke Longley as well. Yeah, yep, yep. He was here in the early days of Luke. Uh, yep, he played for the Wolves from 89, 90, 90 91, 91, 92. So right about, yeah, right about when I started watching basketball. And before you know it, he was gone. <laughs> yeah, and we also, also should say uh, he's got a championship ring there. Yep, eighty the 87, 88 Lakers. Yes, sir. Atta boy. So he's always a Laker. Once a, once a championship winner at the Lakers, you're always a Laker. Mm-hmm. And how ironic. He played with Detroit a couple of years before that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that figures, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I remember him at the Knicks too, and I always used to think why Pat Riley would never use him. Yeah, because immediately after he left the Wolves, like down went the minutes. He went from like 35, 37, 31 minutes a game to like 19-ish. So it's kind of the old... Shabazz Muhammad, Rick Adelman treatment, basically for him. Yeah, it's like it's a case of why sign him if you're not going to use him. You know, he's cl- clearly he can still do a, a job a job for you. You know, even if it's just twenty minutes a night. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't remember that next team being so great at small forward either. What did they? Yeah, have? That was, Charles that Smith. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that Charles Charles Smith. Um, who else they have? They had Mason Anthony Bonner. But that's about it, really. Mm-hmm. Again, it seemed like Mason got better later, but yeah, still, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah he was good. I liked him, but uh, I don't know. They they could have used him, I'm sure. Absolutely. Well, that's a good pick. I like that one, Tony Campbell. Mm-hmm. Nice old memory for us. Now, that would be a good retro jersey, actually. 
Yeah, number 19, not Sam Cassell. <laughs> not slamming Sam. Oh, yes. Well, my, uh, <laughs> my, my uh, retro player, and I really hope I haven't had this guy on before. I don't think I have. Uh, the number 17 back in the day for us, uh, Rick Fox. Ooh, yeah. I absolutely love this guy for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought toughness. He was a bit of an enforcer. Uh, played D. Would hit big shots. Oh. Would not cause any trouble whether he was starting or coming off the bench. Um, was a, was a bit of a, a glue guy as well. Um, was a good locker room guy. Would would not not let anyone. Wouldn't take any crap. Pretty much. And you know, look, he had some decent numbers one year. I think I think his highest average with us was about twelve points a game. Had about seven or eight years, but it was always around eight or nine or ten points. But his value wasn't in points. Uh, it was the little things, the one percenters that he used to do, and uh, well, just a fantastic pickup. We got him pretty cheap, and you know, he ended up getting three rings. Played in another final series, uh, unfortunately. Uh, ripped a tendon in his foot, which just would not heal properly. And that was the end for Rick Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he only retired. Yeah, he retired at only 34. Yep. yep. I think if he didn't have that foot injury, I think he could have squeezed out another two years. I think would have got to 36. But Oh, yeah. Because he was so so smart out there too. When he played with the foot, because he did play with a foot injury. It wasn't quite right. Uh, he was still making nice plays, you know, making the right pass and hitting guys who were open, but. They obviously just got a bit too much for him. Yeah, and, an- and another thing too with a guy like that, who was such a he was such a valuable piece in a triangle offense. You know, when they're passing the ball around quickly and guys rotate a little bit, catch the ball, boom, three pointer. He was so valuable with that. Um, a guy like that could he could really could have really extended his career well into his late thirties, I think, because uh, Terry Porter did that successfully, where he went from like a point guard to a, a three point specialist and. Rick Fox absolutely could have been that, uh, and he he could have played out for several more years, I think. Yeah, and and the interesting thing I've heard Rick Fox talk about is that when he left Boston, he had a massive uh, multi-year offer from Cleveland. Oh yeah, hmm. um, and he knocked it back and took a one-year deal at the Lakers for like, I think it was like could have been even like the minimum, like eight hundred, pardon me, eight hundred thousand or something like that, mm-hmm. and then. Wow. So he gambled, and then we'd sign him to a multi-year deal with a bit more money. So That's I'm great. really glad he, he took that option with us because um, oh, he was just awesome in that offense and that whole team. He was just great. Yeah, perfect fit because you got the inside-out game with Kobe, Shaq, all that good stuff, and then you have the guys that can knock down those big threes, you know, Ori, Fisher, and Fox. I mean, it was, a, it was an unstoppable force for a number of years. Yeah, that you was know, awesome. it was- Mm-hmm. Wasn't the most athletic guy either. No, but would would take the challenge of guarding guys who are way more athletic than him, and and if they got past him, he would sure as shit and try and knock your head off. <laughs> he was a feisty sob, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was. He really was. Yeah, I mean, and he. There was one thing he did a little bit that I think that I think rubbed people the wrong way a little bit, at least from what I noticed. Was he would kind of do a stare when he if if he would dunk on somebody, he would kind of give him a stare for a while. I swear, I still to this day remember. <laughs> I don't know. I still remember um, him dunking on uh, Sabonis. I swear, Sabonis, and he just kind of kept staring at him. And then Sabonis, I could just tell, he yelled, "Fuck 
<laughs> you know, yelled the f bomb yeah. really loud at him, and they yeah. slammed the ball. <laughs> Rick, Rick, Rick shouldn't be doing that because he could barely jump over jam tin lead to dunk. So uh, yeah, it was kind of goofy. And I'm always doing that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, kudos to us for a couple of good picks there. Yeah, that was a, these were great picks. So well, I guess uh, it's time to uh, grab a grab a stool or a, mm-hmm. or a bottle of your favorite uh, frothy. And uh, hit me with your bar fight, Joey. What, what's irked you lately? What irks me is when the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise love to tell us about we're not going to make any big moves this summer. <laughs> oh, I, I can't take it anymore. It's just like the same old thing every year. We're not going to make a big move. We're not going to make a big move. And guess what? Every time they say that, they don't make a big move. And when this <laughs> team... When this team could potentially get way better very quickly if they make the right big move and they do the same old let's just sit on our hands and and uh what's the word we just want to be we just want to have continuality whatever the word is um keep the same players together oh great we're going to we we won 40 41 whatever it's going to be 2 41 42 games this year okay maybe with a better coach it'll be better and of course uh Forgive that horrible English, but uh, you know, improve play from the rookies and <clears throat> more playing time for the rookies. Sure, it'll probably be better, but still, you got you have an opportunity to make a big move. Obviously, the shooting guard spot. You can love we we can all love Kevin Martin as much as we want, but the shooting guard spot to me is not concrete. Uh, I could probably live with Kevin Martin yeah. for another year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, some good good points, mate. But I, I look from an outsider looking in, like forty wins. That's 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 decent. And it gets back to my point before. Like m- maybe it's time to trade Peck, and you know you're going to make the coaching change, trade Peck. Hopefully that leads to another ten wins or another fifteen wins. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, it's your last chance to keep Love happy. Yeah, make the make the right big move. This could be this could be an excellent team. We could be kind of like Houston, kind of. I mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, they should consult Love. Say, look, we we love Deng. We we think Gorgie's going to keep improving. Uh, yes. We're confident on that. I think so. What are your thoughts on trading Peck? If we can get that small forward that we need, or another two guard, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, one of the two. See what Love says, you know. He, I'm sure he'd be uh, happy that he's been approached. And it also shows him that you guys are serious in trying to, uh, you know, improve the team so they can get him into the playoffs and do some damage. Yeah, have to be serious. Yeah, they, they have to show that they're serious. And to me, I don't think trading Pekovic is going to kill the team because has the team played terribly with Pekovic out? No. So no, That's right. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big keys. Um, the team has not played terribly with him out. That's an indicator that... He could be a tradable asset that somebody out there will be very happy to take and uh, hopefully will give you a decent price. Well, I'm putting my hand up for GM of the uh, yes. Timberwolves. If, uh, you know, flip, flip, even as an assistant to flip, I can just throw these ideas out to him and I'll come cheap. <laughs> Only some 8-bit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Slab of frothies and I'm yours, flip. Oh, that would be so bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, I'll stay at your joint and um, we're laughing. God, I would love to be a general manager, man. Oh, yeah, to be assistant to flip. Yeah, 
It's like, hey, Flip, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> sure. You know, there's uh, God! <laughs> I started cussing and breaking like stuff. <laughs> I probably would be like that at some of the you, games. You're, you're a fiery, uh, you're a fiery table fan. I, I, I was a bit worried before. Oh just yeah. Messages I was getting, I thought you just. <laughs> I'm like, you're not standing near the uh, near a cliff, are you? You're not going to jump off. But... Oh no. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. Well, I should hit you with my bar fight. Look, yes. it's no yep. no yep. surprise here. I was uh, <laughs> flabbergasted that. Uh, Flummock Stephen, mm-hmm. uh, the Lakers would, and I, I won't go into it too much because we've already covered. But they, why would they wait to sack this guy, Mike D'Antoni? Just get rid yes. of him. The minute you get rid of him, that I feel like the the, the sun's going to bust out of the clouds and rainbows will pop up in LA and everything will be good again. This guy is an absolute cancer on that bench. Just leave fire. Pay the man. We've got the money to pay the man. Pay Hollands, and I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like both of us, you can just tell how big of fans we are because when you hear this vanilla-type conversation from management, it just makes you want to throw up. It, it really yeah. does. And I don't know I don't know this whole Calipari deal. I don't, I don't see that. I don't think they're interested in Calipari. I'd be very surprised if they've sounded Calipari out. He's not an NBA coach. No, no, he it didn't work out already. So, no, I I, I don't want Calipari. Oh. Uh, oh, good lord, no thanks. He's, he Hollands. just seems fake. Mm-hmm. Hollands, yeah, he just seems kind of fake. Calipari, he's he's not the next Pete Carroll. It, it only happened once, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, he, he's. I think his coaching style is suited to to college. Uh, Mm-hmm. You've got a nice gig, John. Just stay stay where you are. We don't need you. Yeah, as much as I hate Kentucky, I'm sick of looking at them. You know what I mean? I just want someone else there, you know, but it's yeah. Kentucky for crying out loud. That's like a that, that's a throne, man. Well, it's going to be interesting. Time will only tell, brother. So mm-hmm. I uh, I'll throw it over to you. Do you have any fan interaction lately? Well, there's been a couple I'll hit it. Hit us with it. We'll we'll, we'll see what we'll see what the fans have been saying. So we start with Hank McCoy on the fan interaction. <laughs> he says, "Hey Vince, would you still take Dante on the Lakers? What the hell is going on with this guy? Maybe the Wolves season is just getting too much." LOL. Zing. And that was, of course, Dante Cunningham's uh, uh, two arrests. First one was possibly kind of choking his wife a bit, and the second was sending terroristic texts after the first <laughs> arrest. Good lord, uh, good stuff. And... Well done, Dante. Uh, yes, I, I, I think my reply was, it "What was my reply there, Joey?" <laughs> <laughs> Vince Germano says, "If he can get his head on, if he could get his head right, sure, why not? Who knows what's going on with him, though?" Yeah, well, that's the thing. You got to be confident uh, that he that, he, that his mind's right because I I've always liked him. I even when you got him a couple of years ago, I thought. That's a good pickup. So, oh, yes, I, I would take him, absolutely, as long as he's got the old bonds corrected. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like what annoyed me about him this year, though, it's like it's a contract year, and he actually was significantly worse this year, like most of the year, until the last month or so he started to play a little better. It's like it's your contract year and you're playing worse? Really? Yeah. See, that, that's the thing. No. Though. You, you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on with these guys. I mean, he could yeah. be having this. He could have had wife troubles all year and then it just culminated into a 
a big fight one night. So you just don't know what's going on with him. He might just need a bit of support and who knows? Uh-huh. That, yeah, you just yeah. Well, I mean, we're not there. It's it's yeah. you know, it's hard. It does make sense because yeah, there is always something else going on that we don't know. You know, with 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 anybody. So yeah. Mm. Hank McCoy continuing saying, let's say the Thunder have a bad run in the playoffs this year. Tell me who says no to this trade first. Wolves trade Nikola Pekovic, Ricky Rubio, and a pick to OKC for Russell Westbrook and Jeremy Lamb. Keep in mind, Westbrook, Westbrook and Love play at UCL together, UCLA together. Might just be enough to keep Love happy in mini and give them enough firepower to compete. Durant proved this season that he can put up big numbers, even with Westbrook injured, and that's for damn sure. Uh, he said uh, a pass first point guard in OKC would make Durant that much more dangerous. Uh, Thunder did trade James Harden. Westbrook might get so mad <laughs> at Berea, he might choke him. Thoughts? Um, the hard, hard target with that, that. That's not a bad trade at all. That's probably yeah. the only guy I would trade Rubio for, at, 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 you know. To I, I love Ruby up mini, but mm-hmm. gee whiz, I tell you what, Westbrook and Love. Wow, yeah, wow, <laughs> that would be pretty. That, that, yeah, that that's a good trade, McCoy. Not bad for for a blue hairy guy. The blue hairy guy, the blue the the blue face and the uh, and the big nose there. Yeah, that's it's, it. <laughs> I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. You got the passing point guard to go with Durant, and you know, doesn't hurt Ibaka either. And then you bring in the scoring center. Nikola Pekovic, that's a good move, actually. Um, Russell Westbrook and Love, yeah, that great combination, dynamic duo, all that good stuff, something we thought we had with Garnett and Marbury. Love and Marbury. Okay, I mean, Love and Westbrook. <laughs> Westbrook does have a little bit of Marbury to him, but at least he's not from New York. <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so he has to go I, I, think, I think that duo, of, uh, I nearly said Warbury. Uh, Warbury. West, Westbrook and uh, Love. Uh-huh. Wow, that's uh, that's that's dynamic. That would be something else, man. Ding, wow. ding in the middle. Brewer. Oh my. Oh. Came up too. Oh, settle down, Joey. I see a bit of movement there. Just settle down. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you got the defense. You got the offense. You got the defense. You got the offense. Hey. And you got you got wins. Did I hear the word balance? Yes. <laughs> I love balance. I, I do. Balance is a good thing, especially when all the players are good at all the different items here. You know, Gorgie's very good at defense. Love's very good at offense. Brewer's very good at defense and has a lot of energy and can have a big game from here to from here and there. Westbrook could explode into who knows what. Shooting guard, you still have Kevin Martin. Yeah, go ahead. That's it. Yep, yep. Balance is good. It sounds good. I like it. I like oh. it. Uh, I think you should drink to McCoy's uh, McCoy's suggestion there. I'll drink to that. Mm-hmm. The, old, the old mastermind behind the Courtside Podcast is Hank McCoy. Hank McCoy. <laughs> I love doing that. Who else we got there? We got one from Tanay. He's a he's a regular. Uh, this one's I believe on the last show. Yeah, that was the Wolves versus Lakers day one. So that was uh, I was the one that ended up exploding. Yep. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, if that's if that's all we got from, uh, oh, one more. Yeah, it's one last one, but it's uh, it's just mentioning he uh, said, "Wow, really? No big trades. Better do something if you don't want another season like this one in Minnesota." So uh, yeah. that's when he offered up that uh, very pivotal article, uh, very pivotal, very pivotal to this episode. That's for sure. Yep. Well, we covered all that earlier, so. 
I think people know our thoughts on that one, mate. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams need to make moves. Um, and with oh, and one thing I'll probably add at the end here, if if that's okay, is uh, is Rick Edelman in a press conference this week did say the word "they," not "we," and I know that happens, but it's just the, but the way he said it. Uh, every every indi- indication is Rick Edelman will not return. Um, kind of like possibly a mutual thing because it's obviously an opt out on both sides, a team and a coach option instead of player in the contract. Yep. And the good news is the good news is that this has to be decided within two weeks after the regular season. Um, and Edelman said they need to make some moves in the off season. They or they oh, will be making moves. They yep. Oh okay. Well you know what. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's gone, and and yeah, he's had a great career. He's just it just hasn't worked out, which is you know is a shame because I think we both liked the uh, signing when when he came to Minnesota, big time. When we first got him, I was like, there it is, perfect fit, and yep. open up the offense a bit here and uh, bring some credibility to the organization. Well, they got better under him, but obviously, yeah, the injuries early on, a la the Houston Rockets. That's what happened in Houston too, unfortunately with him, and. Yep. The rookies didn't get to play when the stars were healthy. So, ah, you know. <laughs> yep, well. Yep, bad. He, he, he needs to look after his wife now. He's probably got to put family first now. Yeah. So, yep. That's just how it goes. So, that that's about it from us, mate. And uh, I should probably tell the listeners where, uh, where they could find us. You can find us at uh, the Facebook, mm-hmm. at uh, Showtime and T-Wolves, I think it is. Yes, sir. Facebook.com, Showtime and T-Wolves. There you go. Uh, you can find us at thesportstuff.com. Mm-hmm. We should also thank uh, Tallgrass. Thank you again very much. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to try that uh, 8-bit. I can just about taste it now. Mm-hmm. And you can find uh, you can find us on Twitter as well at Showtime and T-Wolves. Hit us up. We love talking about Lakers. We love talking about the T-Wolves. Joey. Yes, sir. Cheer up, you bastard. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thank you again. I, and I am very cheered up, actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> very cheered up. Thank you very much. That's what frothies do. See, they cheer you up. Yep, that too. <laughs> and with that, we will probably be back next week. Go Lakers. Go Timberwolves. <laughs>